You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad and the Kevin Bell Repatriation Trust aims to alleviate the financial hardship of bereaved families repatriating the body or bodies of loved ones who have died abroad in sudden or tragic circumstances and bring them back to Ireland. And the trust um, was established in, after, uh, in 2013 and that was following the tragic death of Kevin Bell, who was only aged 26 years of age, and it happened in New York. And since 2013, the Trust has assisted uh, on a growing number, up to the point where nearly a 1,000 have been repatriated. And when I look at how it has grown, 2013, 7, then 42, 93, 2016, 105, 2019, uh, 207, and already in 2020, 152. And uh, Colin Bell is here with me. Colin, um, thanks a million for coming along, and, and delighted to have an opportunity to have a chat with you. Thank you very much. Great pleased to be here and be able to speak to you. And I know that the trust was set up because of a personal tragedy in your family, in, in Kevin's death. Yes, Kevin had uh, he'd only been out in New York for about 10 months, uh, having the time of his life. Uh, he went out one Saturday night, and when he was returning to his apartment, uh, a speeding white van hit him, knocked him onto the road where he was hit by another car, and both vehicles drove off, and unfortunately, uh, Kevin died instantly. Right. So it was at that stage when... When, when news broke in Newry, we're from Newry County Down, when news broke in Newry that Kevin had been uh, killed, the whole town and uh, South Down and South Armagh went into a frenzy of, of fundraising to bring Kevin home. And uh, there was something in the region of £150,000 raised to bring Kevin home. Now, about a week or two after Kevin's funeral, we heard of a young fellow from Belfast who had been killed in Thailand. So we reached out to his parents and said, look, we have this money, we will uh, pay to bring your son home. The following week, there was a young fellow from Sligo who uh, was killed in Las Vegas. So again, we reached out. and that's From week to week, we were reaching out. And then we decided that we would make it Kevin's legacy. And uh, we applied for charitable status in Northern Ireland uh, and we got that and then we applied for charitable status in the Republic and we got that and as you say in in the seven years since we, I would say well it's well in, it's over 990 uh, loved ones we have now brought home to Ireland who have, been, who have died abroad or uh, have been killed abroad and it's to all 32 <coughs> counties, because when I look down through the list, every county has suffered the loss, and you've been able to help in every county. Yes, yes. We, uh, we decided that it was going to be a 32-county uh, uh, trust, and uh, unfortunately, uh, as you say, every county gets hit, and, and uh, we have helped people from every county. The other repatriations I see from by country is a long list of countries also. Like the, traditionally, the expectation would be that the Irish are going to be in Australia, the UK, uh, the US, Canada, 
and a few other countries maybe but there is a long list and I noticed like in Thailand you've had 18 repatriations and uh, Vietnam um, Ecuador the Dominican Republic Morocco all over the world so again the, the sadness that happens particularly when somebody young uh, dies away uh, is, must be horrendous and having experienced it yourself you're in a, the best possible position to be able to reach out to somebody and share that pain Yes, well the, the thing is as you say we, we have gone through it ourselves we know the, the feeling of helplessness uh, there's nothing you can do uh, who do you contact uh, and I think one of the, the it's not just the financial help it's, it's when we can say to a family look we'll take care of it from here, we'll look after it, we'll get your son, your daughter home or whatever, and, we, and you don't have to do anything. Uh, I think that, that there takes a, a big big weight off families at, at a terrible time. And regulations from one country to another must vary greatly. So over the period, you must have developed a tremendous expertise and knowledge base on what are regulations and protocols in what is a huge list of countries well at, at this stage you know because we're now going uh, seven oh, well seven and a half years when you were reading out you were saying in the first year it was seven and in the second year it was 46 at that stage we met with Jimmy Danahan who was the minister for the diaspora at the time and as a result of that meeting every consulate and embassy in the world was given our uh, number so if somebody uh, uh, contacts the Department of Foreign Affairs in uh, Dublin or wherever they will, our number will be given. And as I say, you'll see, I mean, 18 from Thailand. Because we have that contact now in Thailand, it, it really only takes one phone call for us to get that up and running. The same in Sydney or New York or, or San Francisco or, or, or Toronto or you know, it, it's uh, we we have now got the contacts, the, and and if if it's a new country, uh, then we we will get help from the Department of Foreign Affairs, who who will source us a, a, an undertaker who who will help us. You mentioned the relief that you're able to bring to the families, and again, because of your own personal experience, you know the um, feelings of being totally out of your depth when something like this happens and not knowing where to turn, that you have been able to establish the trust to have <coughs> such a place for people to turn um, has been a tremendous gift. In all the situations that you've come across, um, what would you say, or are there any particular countries that are more challenging or that, are re that have presented a real challenge? Uh, not really. I think once uh, once you establish an undertaker in a country, you know it may generally you know it takes uh, I would say maybe seven to ten days in some countries. In other countries, it it could be four or five days. Australia is particularly good. They're they're very fast in, in repatriating. The, the Emirates, obviously, because of of religion and stuff, they're very very quick. You know, some countries are slower, and, and uh, but I mean, there is so much paperwork that has to be done, and, and 
we would generally advise that it, it'll take 10 days, but uh, anything under 10 days is really a bonus. You mentioned that by establishing the trust that you felt this should be Kevin's legacy. Has that been a source of comfort to you and the family that you've been able to contribute in this way? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, we would say that it, it, it gives us a, a purpose. I, I myself was a teacher. Kevin was killed actually on my 60th birthday and uh, I retired and then Strangely enough, or sadly enough, Kevin's cousin uh, was killed in San Francisco in February. I went back to school in September after Kevin had been killed in June. And then Paul was killed in San Francisco in much the same way in a hit and run. And I retired after Paul's death and I've spent my time now uh, with the Kevin Bell Trust. But it gives me a purpose. It gives us all a purpose. It's very, very much family-run uh, uh, organization. And uh, we'll say, uh, we know that somewhere in the world, Kevin is being remembered now, you know. So it does give us great comfort. You mentioned also at the beginning you had this tremendous uh, fundraising that spontaneously happened and out of that you were able to help others. Over the course of the seven years, um, funding is always a challenge for every group, for every charity. How, how have you been able to maintain the funds you would need to sustain you? Well, uh, amazingly, well, I think it just says so much about community in, in Ireland north and south, uh, we have absolutely, uh, we don't have any problems. People are so, so good. You know, whether it's, you know, Gaelic clubs or, or any sort, it's just people are so good and, and so empathetic with each other and they're so community-minded that, you know, we would be the envy of, of many a charity, as I say. We are the only charity in the world as far as I know that does this and uh, it, and it's and I know they've tried to set up the similar in Scotland and in and England but they can't get it off the ground because they wouldn't have community like the Irish have community you know yourself in, yeah. in, in, in Canada how the Irish are, are you know so are, are are always together. You're, where you see one Irish person, you'll see another, you know. So, And particularly, you mentioned the GAA, the Gaelic Athletic Association. They have a tremendous finger into the community globally, the, the diaspora community, and are tremendously supportive of, of the expats abroad as well. I know when people would arrive in Canada, um, young people particularly, the first port of call would tend to be the local GAA club. So, uh, yeah, the, there is a tremendous community support uh, amongst yeah. the Irish. But, I mean, the thing about, the, as, as you say, I mean, I mean, the Irish abroad or the diaspora, I mean, they, they stick together, really, you know, and, they, they, and they're very caring of each other, very supportive of each other. I know uh, in Australia, the same, and all over the world, if you're Irish, you're part of the family. Given the broad diversity of where the Irish have scattered, I mentioned about regulations. There must be a huge variation in cost also 
when it comes to from one country to another. Um, I know it, like one of the fears a lot of people have if they travel to the US is you don't want to get sick because healthcare can be so expensive there. You would also notice when it comes to repatriation and dealing with the deceased that there must be wide variations in the cost that would uh, have challenges. Of course. I know, but there are even wide variations in costs within countries. I mean, the United States being one, you know, is, you know, uh, it, it can vary from, from uh, in the United States it can vary from $8,000 to almost $20,000. Right. But as I say, uh, that's, we, do, we don't have to worry about that because thankfully we we have the funds and people are, are, are so good to us. And has government been of assistance to you? You mentioned Jimmy Deanahan and I know the, um, the Department of Foreign Affairs and the Minister for the Diaspora when Jimmy was there and then Kieran Cannon and now it's Minister Brophy. Um, that they are all very supportive of the diaspora. Um, has was has the Irish government or the Northern Irish government been of assistance to you financially? Well, not financially. Okay. You know, no, no. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, uh, we could get the uh, uh, immigrant support money from the immigrant support uh, mm-hmm. program, but that you know that would probably be in the region of a hundred thousand euro. And at which point uh, the hoops that we would have to jump and the paperwork that we would have to do. And then, to be honest, we feel it it would lose the family part of of the organization, that it wouldn't really be ours anymore. So we don't... You know, we don't need money from government, and to be honest, uh, unless you know th- we were in severe financial uh, uh, difficulties, we wouldn't be asking the government for money. So, if people um, need to find you for either to donate or because of a tragedy, uh, in the case of a tragedy, the embassies would be putting them in touch with you. Uh, but yes. in the case of if somebody wants to find you because they wish to be generous, how can they, where should they look and how would they find you? Well, let's go to our website, www.kevinbellrepatriationtrustalllowercase.com. Then you can find there's donate buttons and, and there's all sorts of, of, of up-to-date and what's going on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, 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 an easy enough uh, website to find. Indeed. Well, Colin, I want to thank you for taking the time. It's been really, I appreciate it, and it's been very informative. And uh, it's the kind of one you, you you feel like saying, I hope nobody has to reach out and contact you for your services, but should the unfortunate happen, that at least they know where to go, and it's tremendous work you're doing to provide the support. I really appreciate you speaking to me, Austin, and uh, good luck to everybody in Canada. I have a son in Toronto, and I hope he hears this, but uh, hopefully he'll go home for Christmas.